Most people settle because they don't know how to maximize the potential that God has given them. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast, where we help young leaders navigate the challenges and opportunities of their future and faith. Each episode, we'll be giving the mic to young leaders to ask tough questions to some of the world's most influential voices. We're excited you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast. I'm Dina Davidson, and it is summer here at Thrive College. So we have no students with us. So sad. Let me tell you, the students are definitely the best part of what we do. And so it's just been absolutely depressing in the office. But something that's made my summer awesome is we have an amazing team. And so while students are not here, I still get to hang out with some pretty awesome people. So in the studio today, we have our women's student life director and our men's student life director, Mary Jane Fox and Dax Vanderwall. Give it up for them. Woo! You have to give it up for yourself. like Thank Or you. give Thank it up you. for oh, each yeah. other. Go, Mary Jane. Yeah. Go, team. Yeah. Team high five. Go. All right. Uh, fun facts about these people. Okay, Mary Jane, I want, us to, I want you to tell me what you were like when you were seven years old. Tell me like one seven-year-old fact about yourself. Um, I lived in apartments and I loved to hang outside and then I would play like games outside in the park. Give me a game. What kind of by your oh well, hold on that went a different direction. <laughs> I just had like, I had a crazy imagination and so I just you know. So you had a lot of imaginary friends that you'd play yes, imaginary yeah. games with. I don't know if that's okay. It's it's, it's started as in <laughs> there's an age where it's not cute anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like ten. I think you're good. But you're like that's definitely right. nine. As long as that's okay. Uh, yeah, like I climbed trees. You know. Um, where were your siblings? Because it started with an us, and you definitely have too. So. Yeah, I mean, we'd hang out a lot. We, I mean, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. Okay, fine. One game we played <laughs> is this game called Ditchem, and we have two teams. Ditchem. Yes. That sounds scarring. Ditch the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just ditch our little brother in Walmart. See what he does. Uh, yeah. Have fun. But um, yeah. Did you ever get absolutely lost playing Ditchem? Well, the apartments really didn't have it enclosed. Yeah, okay. It was like... Okay. You found you found your way back home. Okay. All right. Someone's face up in the pool. It's fine. Ditchem. All right, Dax. Tell us what you were like when you were seven. When I was seven, um, really popular, if I could say so myself. This was like <laughs> second grade, third grade. All I remember is... Is that your like prime? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Did absolutely. you peak I in was, second grade? Because when you're in elementary school, all that matters is how fast you are. Okay. I was super fast. Fastest kid on the playground. So kids would just like challenge me to races, and I was just like destroy it. <laughs> you're like, forget it. Yeah, it was Why like, are you I, even it trying? was unstoppable. And also tetherball. I was a beast in tetherball. Wow. And that, to a young identity, is just all that mattered. So <laughs> I was very valuable, and then it was downhill. Wow. Seven, I think so. girls and boys might be a little bit different, because I don't remember speed and tetherball being all that important. But among the men. Among the boys on the playground, you were fine. Okay. What about you? You were seven. Oh, seven years old. Um, I was basically just reading all the time. Like wherever you found little Dina, she okay. was reading. To the extent that people would try to play with me and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm at a really critical Nancy Drew <laughs> chapter of this book. Oh so they're about to solve the mystery. So come back. Never. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it was. Okay, so fun. So one of the things we do over the summer is we look back and we kind of take a, a 50 foot, 50, 50 foot, that's not very high, 50,000 foot view 
of this past year. So both personally, I know that we really encourage our team to do a lot of reflection on their time with Jesus, as well as how the year went for them ministry-wise. But also we do that in Thrive College. So as we are on the Thrive College podcast, what we get to do in today's episode, which is actually going to be a three-part episode, we are going to look back on some of our all-time favorite answers to the last question that we always ask on the podcast, which is, what is the one thing that you would say to a young Christian leader? So as we look back and capture some of our favorite answers to that question, what we're hoping is that this will just distill some of the most impactful, amazing advice that young leaders can hear into these three episodes. So along the way, we'll introduce and then we'll give some thoughts on them because we're all leading Gen Z who they don't call themselves that. They're like, Gen, I've never heard that before. So people who are college age and high school age, we're leading these students and I can say truthfully for all of us we're raving fans of that generation and we're so excited that we get to pastor them and we can't wait for them to receive this awesome advice so our very first look back is going to be Ricky Jenkins now fun fact about Jenkins um, he is a pastor of Southwest Church so that's in the Coachella Valley and his podcast is the number one listened to podcast isn't that fun? Yeah. So it's just a really random conversation about church denominations. Like, why are there so many different sects within Christianity? It seems like Christianity is dividing all the time. So, but what he says at the very end of the podcast is so good. So let's take a listen to what Ricky Jenkins says about the one thing that he would say to a young Christian leader. Goodness gracious. Uh, I would have, uh, it's funny. I would have answered this question differently probably even a year ago. Hmm. Um, I've been studying so much about just Z's, the Z generation and millennials. And I don't know if anyone can see this because some of you are just audibly listening, but my esteem for the generation that's upcoming, let's say five years ago, would have probably been my generation, which I'm an ex right here. Hmm. And I would have probably had, it's sinfully so, I'm Hmm. not proud of it, a disdain because, man, they're just different. They think different. And it work. You know, all, all, all the other tropes, right, right, that my generation is very wrong for. Man, the Holy Spirit just doing life with people, right, and reading and understanding things. Now I put my generation down here, okay, and then I put, honestly, you guys way up here because the Spirit of the living God has allowed structures and trends and realities and shifts to impress upon your hearts and minds. And he has literally hardwired your souls and your way of thinking and your framing of culture and the world around you that is apropos to what culture is going to be doing the next Mm -hmm. 25, 35 years. I now, and I think I'm still young, but I'm not a (laughs) spring chicken. We all know this, I'm 45. I'm kind of getting at that age where it's just like, no, I don't have entirely what these these 20 somethings and these teens need. I have the love, I have the compassion, I have the Bible, so I'll be faithful. But I've never been more um, intentional and prayerful about finding God, please bring some 22-year-olds to this staff. Bring mm. some 18-year-olds to this staff. Bring some 19-year-old staff. And God, give me the capacity to love them like crazy and just set them up. But, Lord, they need to be at the table of leadership 
at Southwest Church. They need a spot. And it's not an intern spot anymore. It's a spot. Mm-hmm. It's a voice. And I would just say to young leaders out there, be encouraged. It's an A-type world. God's made y'all B-type. Mm-hmm. But God has done mm-hmm. that on purpose to yeah. set you all up to be the voices and the oracles of the gospel of Jesus in a world that will not listen to me and will not become to a 5,000 member church and will not become into a building. Okay. Right. But it's going to be relational and organic. It's going to be experiential, right? It's going to be tangible. It's going to have shoe leather on it, which is a Mm -hmm. Southern phrase that none of you guys have heard. It's, it's, it's going to be something that you all, if you're 20 something listening right now, you're made for it. And I want to encourage anybody who's over 35 listening. It's our job to be in position to use our influence, our credibility, and not lend it, but give it to those. So if you're watching, say yes to the timeline. Mm -hmm. Because if your heart's ready, Jesus is ready. (laughs) So say yes to that timeline. And I really, I'd I'd push back on your question and say, you guys just hold on. But you 40-somethings, you 50-somethings, keep being faithful. But it ain't all about you. It's about setting up the next generation. And that's kind of what I'm thinking in my life in this season. Oh, that is so good. I remember being in the room and recording that moment with Ricky and just feeling like, you know, with Carson and Juliana who were on that podcast, it it felt like something was being freed in them. Like they were getting a permission that they hadn't received before to go out and to do big things for the kingdom. So what are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. I mean, Ricky, he's a super intelligent guy. And I feel like he, I, what I appreciated uh, in this response is, just sort of the grace that he had toward Gen Z, toward mm-hmm. younger people. Yeah. So I am Gen Z. I am a spring chicken. Nice. So um, that's what I. And Mary Jane and I, I just myself. old. Yes. Pretty yeah. Much. Pretty like, pretty old big, millennials. That's why I'm, here. I'm the young one in yeah. the room. I'm the Gen Zer. <laughs> um, and so I appreciated that because it is easy. It's really easy to point out the negatives and to just bash a certain generation. But I yeah. just appreciated that he had this sort of grace and love and encouragement to the to the youngsters. <laughs> um, and one thing that um, I would sort of like echo in there. I don't know if. he would take it this far, but like one thing that I've heard some other pastors point out is like, even if there are some things in Gen Z um, that aren't preferable, you Mm -hmm. also have to factor in, well, who were they parented by? Yeah. The older generations. And so that's just one thing that has also given me some peace. And the point isn't to just sit here and blame other people and generations, but it is true. It's like, okay, well, we have this combination of parenting in this world of technology and social media. It's all very new. Mm -hmm. Let's not blame anyone. It's not just Gen Z. It's not just the parents. It's a combination. Um, So what do we move forward from here? And then the last thing I would just say is he, it was really interesting. You said you guys are more so type B instead of type A, which is fascinating. It's like we, there's a lot of, I guess you could say creatives in Gen Z. And so a lot of like, I want to make YouTube videos and podcasts and make music. Right. And uh, sometimes it's hard to understand what that means practically. Mm-hmm. Um, even for me, I, I make YouTube videos. Yeah. And even like four or five years ago, a lot of older people just did not understand that at all. Like, cool hobby? I guess that's fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, this is like people have do this for a career now. Like they make YouTube videos, reach yep. millions of people yep. around the world. Um, that's huge. So a lot of it is just also understanding, um, people understanding, oh, this, the, the power to create and the reach that it has, yes. um, like this podcast. I think yeah. people are finally real, realizing like, oh, this is worthy pursuit right mm-hmm. here doing this stuff. So I don't even know if you remember this, Dax, but when you were in Thrive College like five years ago, 
you sat down with me and you had written down on this piece of paper, like this whole pitch to do at like a YouTube presence for Thrive College. And I was one of those millennials. I was like, okay, <laughs> like I don't I ever, yeah. yeah, I don't ever <laughs> go. Like I'm, yeah, he's, he's like, she don't get it. So, but it was so true. Like in that moment, you were basically, you were telling me like in five years, this is where everyone's going to be. And I was like, I don't see it, but you were right. And you were so much younger than I was. And so just encouragement to someone out there who feels something that's crazy about um, the younger generation is they're so humble. I find, you know, maybe myself, I'm always like trying to put my opinion in and like, <laughs> I'm right, obviously, but I think that in this most recent generation of Thrive College students that I've worked with, if they hear that they're wrong, they're kind of, you know, willing, maybe not to believe that, but they're not going to push their idea. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you. I I'm so sorry if an adult like myself, an adult, <laughs> like a, an older adult has <laughs> told you no, or like you're wrong or that your way of viewing church and Jesus and et cetera, et cetera, and how to do it is, is mistaken. Um, man, man, don't necessarily take what we old chickens if you're a spring chicken i'm yeah, I almost dead I'm chicken. Not chicken biology yeah i don't but, know either but what i'm hearing is i'm brilliant and humble yes thank you you um I yeah i don't know what happened in the middle part of your life but it seems like second grade and where you are right now it's like <laughs> I've been humbled. the grace of god <laughs> i was yeah Oof. how you fell but now you're starting the ascent again very cool what are your thoughts mary jane um i think the first thing that really popped up to me all that he said was great but uh, just the empowerment piece. Yeah. That they're not just interns at the table, they're at the table. Yes. Nuance, I think, is so powerful. Um, something that uh, I used to be a youth pastor and an intern director for our program. Yes. And when I get Thrive students in our internship, I was like, man, I just, they're not just interns. They're yeah. on this ministry. They're so good. On equal playing level, feel with me. Even if they are green, mm -hmm. done it yet, doesn't mean they can't. And so, um, yeah. That's just like, I love what he said. I was like, yes, that's totally my rally cry. I love when young people own things, uh, even failing forward. Mm -hmm. Phrase with young people, just because like, you mm -hmm. can try things. You can you can even fail miserably <laughs> to learn from that. And yeah. um, I actually don't think, failure is just an opportunity in that book. But um, yeah, I love I love what he said. I love even those students that were at the table, like all those amazing students uh, have yeah. definitely tried things and, and succeeded in wonderful ways. And it's just made me proud. So love that. That's so good. I love it. All right, that's what, that was Ricky Jenkins. Let's move on to our next one. This one is also a great moment inside the podcast studio. So basically this guy, Wes Davis, when we closed the door, he left and we closed the door. Everyone erupted in like a, that was so good. Like they were just like, let's go take the hill. They were so fired up. Uh, so definitely go back and listen to Wes Davis's full podcast because this is a guy that believes in the younger generation, all generations, but especially the younger generation. But his advice at the very end of the podcast, the one thing that he would say to a young Christian leader, totally different direction than what Ricky shared, but I love it so much. Let's take a listen. Okay. Have you seen the movie, We Bought a Zoo? Yes. Have you seen that? I haven't. No. They buy a zoo, not to spoil they, it, but yeah, they actually oh buy goodness. a zoo. I know. Maisie, would you promise me on this podcast to watch <laughs> the movie this month? I promise. 
I'll watch the movie. Okay. Huh? It's not on Netflix, Hulu. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll are, look it what up. are the, what I'll are those things? <laughs> <laughs> he actually has the DVD. He has the, the VHS. He has the VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched the movie and I just I just like I cry in mm-hmm. the movie, right? Yeah. Good. And do you, do you remember the movie? Yes, I do. Can you tell her what the, do you remember at all what the movie's about? I mean, yeah. Okay, so there's this dad and he, right? Tell me if I'm getting it wrong, but there's this dad and he's just looking to kind of restart this life with his uh, young two kids because his uh, wife has just passed away. And so he's like, it's going to be this great adventure. And they go out and they literally buy a zoo. And this is a dad just trying with all of his heart to put his family back together. And he hopes that somehow this craziness of the zoo is gonna put them back together. Do you want me to ruin it for her? Like, what happened? Are you, I'm, I'm gonna watch it, so yeah. okay. don't spoil no, it. No, I, I actually think it's so good. I think it's so good you'll cry anyways. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, so so they have the experience. So yeah. we'll save some of like what happens with yeah. that, okay? But there's a moment in the movie, Dina, do you remember where he takes the kids back to the place he first met his wife? I don't remember that part, Wes. And they're looking in at the cafe. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Is that when you just started sobbing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, And I'm looking, and and he's looking in there, and he's telling his kids, like, how he sees her Mm -hmm. and how he is, like, thinking about, like, what do I, because he sees her. He sees her, and he thinks this could be, the like, somebody I could be with, but I don't even know her, right? Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, he decides to, and he he goes in to talk to her, and he says to them, it just took, 20 seconds of insane courage and i think i i cry in the movie because um my wife it's like when we launched the church she bought a zoo with me wow Mm. and um not everybody uh believed right because when it once it works everyone's like yeah i totally knew but like come on right there's moments right and it was just 20 seconds and I would say to a young leader, in your life, you're going to have a moment. And you don't have to have courage for hours. You don't have to yeah. have courage for days. You don't have to have courage for months. You just need 20 seconds. Yeah. Was that not so good? Man, I, I like it's a crazy moment for me because Macy and Wes super connected <laughs> in that podcast. And lo and behold, like he kept in contact with her and he invited her up to his church in Seattle to intern for them. So that's kind of crazy. But and yeah, we call her like every week and we're like, come back to Thrive College. We love you too much. <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting. I, I'm hoping that he has a pretty cool church up there as well. But yeah, got to get her back. OK, what are your thoughts? I mean, almost immediately I thought of um this guy Louis Zambrini's like one moment of pain for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what he said, but anyways, it was kind of similar. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, sometimes in in a in a critical moment, if we make the right decision, the rewards are going to be like, exponential. Yes. Uh, and thrive. There's opportunities for that as well. There's many moments of uh, like critical moments of like, yeah. okay, if I choose to lean in right now in thrive, if I yes. To um, kind of invite the pain in or whatever it is that you're going through. Yes you see like like exponential rewards and that's one of the most exciting things about Thrive not that the students experience pain (laughs) oh no everything is so breezy here at Thrive College never any hardship we get to see some like amazing fruits at the end of the year of students who chose again and again to lean in in those moments that were critical that's so good it's totally what we're all about here perfect love it yeah um haven't seen the movie as well oh it's ruined for you now yeah yeah I guess I don't need to um (laughs) But yeah, I think 
my first thought is uh, it kind of reminds me of, I think it's Romans 5, and it talks about when you go through suffering, it produces perseverance, produces character, eventually it leads to hope. Yeah. And I feel like that's just sort of the idea of, of courage. Like when there's this mm-hmm. adversity, you need this, tw- even just 20 seconds of courage can actually ultimately lead to mm-hmm. more perseverance, character, and ultimately it leads to hope. Yeah. Um, just in that um, little snippet. And even like uh, when we pursue God, and especially when we're following what he has for our lives, this area of like what you're gifted at or what you're called to, what your dreams are, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, you're going to experience some level of anxiety. Yeah. And so a lot of people, especially with, with younger people, um, this is now where I get to pick on my generation a little bit. Um, <laughs> but there's definitely this idea of like follow your heart. Hmm. And so there's this inward like, oh, if my emotions, if I'm getting anxiety, that means I shouldn't do that. I should run away from it because it's causing me yeah. some angst. Right. Um, when in reality, as, as Christians, uh, there is something higher than our heart and emotions. It is the word of God. Yes. It is the calling of God. And so we need something like courage to push through that. And then the other end of it, that's we'll so have good. hope and strength and whatnot. It's good. Hmm. And then when you're struggling with anxiety, which is a huge challenge in this in this time, you're struggling with anxiety like or depression the last thing you want to do is do something brave or something that you think is going to drain your energy even more right so it's like get out of bed like that's that's the plan of action for today like (laughs) maybe that's a step of courage yeah but seriously and and I also just think it's encouraging to know that that sometimes you think if I take this step it's going to have to be hard every single step but what Wes is saying is sometimes those pivotal life-changing moments they're not epic battles right where you just have to summon yourself for this it's just 20 seconds like you just got to muster that strength and that courage for 20 seconds so diving a little deeper with you guys personally (laughs) is there any memory that you guys have um in your in your pivotal seasons of your 20 seconds of insane courage maybe when you were an intern or just felt like it was an important crossroads in a relationship and you had to take those 20 seconds of insane courage. Dax says yes. Definitely. Yeah? Uh, my brain is being overloaded with examples. It's like 26 <laughs> of them at once. 26, 20 uh, seconds. I feel like it happens every day. Well, first of all, every time I communicate, every time I preach, I go through this. I've really? always I've always had a massive level of social anxiety growing yeah. up. And so like five or six years ago when I started like, speaking, preaching. I'm like, God, this is the last thing that it makes sense for someone like me to do. Yeah. And so I still definitely experienced some level of anxiety, but kind of like what you're saying, once I did it once or twice, mm-hmm. uh, then I just got into this rhythm of, oh, when I feel that anxiety, I overcome it. I push past wow. it. It will go away. It is worth it. Hmm. And so you almost have to create a habit of, yeah. of courage. And we get, when you have this like habit of, Oh, when that, when I get that feeling, that anxiety, that fear, I just keep going. And then it goes away eventually. Um, it just becomes a part of your life. Like, yeah, when that happens, I keep going, I keep pushing. It's okay. It's worth it. Um, so I think speaking, communicating, public speaking is one of the most terrifying things anyone can do. (laughs) But one of the things that has taught me is that you just, you keep pushing through and I feel like it's now habitual and that has led to other areas of my life. So, okay, let me dive in before we go to Mary Jane's answer. Uh, let me just dive into that. Tell me about your choice to basically do something with your life, make YouTube videos. You speak for our Thrive College students all the time, our 1825, our college services. Like, It's a main part of what you've given your life to, to speak publicly. Tell me about what led you to make that decision in light of all the anxious feelings that <laughs> were involved in that. Mm-hmm. What, what was that pathway? I think I would say... 
ultimately it was because I genuinely felt like this is what God put me on the earth to do. Mm -hmm. I would say my passion is I really care about truth. I realized Mm -hmm. it really bothers me when people don't base their lives on what is true or when people don't ask themselves hard questions. Mm -hmm. And so this was a way to where I can be up in front of people and challenge them with truth. And the ultimate truth book is the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so preaching just makes sense. Um, But then also I would say, even more than that, like how did I know that it was this calling, what really pushed me to pursue it was there was just a few Christian pastors, leaders in my life. You were one of those for sure. But also Kurt Harlow, one of the pastors around here, he saw me give like a seven minute sermon when I was like 18 years old. And it was something I was like, I think God's calling me to this. But again, terrified. This doesn't make sense. Um, But after that sermon, he was like, you, like you got it like you need to pursue this this is yeah. your thing i'm telling you that's so good um, and then that, that was all i needed the young me like despite all the anxiety okay this guy believes in me he's telling me i can do it then fine do that it. is awesome i got back on from vacation of one year of thrive college and kurt pulls me into his office and if you don't know kurt he's uh, our president of thrive college and he's one of the main pastors of bayside church globally and he pulls me into his office and he's like dax vanderwall I'm gonna be honest. We had a lot of guys that year, and I had to be like, "You had no idea who I was." I had no idea who Dax was. <laughs> I I thought like every right. guy was named Dax. I was like, I don't know. I just so I was like, Dax. Uh huh. Yep, that like one. Brilliant, humble one. Yeah, yes, I gotta I go him. find him. Um, so he's like, Dax. Like he has to be speaking. He has to be working on the craft of speaking. I was like, okay, I'll make it happen. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it was a huge moment. Um, I just I remember he saw something in you, and that doesn't happen often. So great job for pursuing that. How about you, Mary Jane? And a moment of insane courage. It got British there for a second. <laughs> a moment. <laughs> well. Uh, it's, it's funny. You had like 26 things coming to your mind. I only had one. Oh, wow. Okay. Not that I don't have many. I just, uh, is uh, actually quite recently, I was making the shift from um, becoming a youth pastor or being a youth pastor to mm. college ministry. And I was like, uh, I remember the conversation you and I had. It was, mm. uh, we were just hanging out, catching up. And at the very end um, of that conversation, I kind of just was like, just ask her, ask her what you want to ask her. And I was like, but what if she says no? You know? And so it's like, I kind of just threw it out there like, hey, would you ever want to work with someone like me on your team? Oh, yes. And, and you were like, kind of taken aback. Like you're like, oh, uh, oh, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you wanted to just honor my like, you know, situation and you responded very, very good and well. But uh, yeah, I just, that one moment of just saying, just ask her if, you know, she'd want to work with you, you know, and you did and now I'm here. Yeah. That's so good. That was vulnerable, especially you kind of left yourself open to rejection. Like she might totally say, no, I'm good. I never work with you. I loathe you. I'm not even sure why we're meeting up today. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy about that, the backstory, why I kind of locked up in that moment is Elle had already decided to transition and we'd been talking about a replacement. You were leading for us at the time and your name was definitely on the short list, but you were working somewhere else and exactly what you were saying, like I did not want to broach the conversation of switching to a different job without talking to your supervisor first. And so like, that's why it locked up, but you were so brave in that moment to ask and you if you had not asked, it would have been a much harder pathway because I was able to go to your supervisor and say, hey, Mary Jane approached me about this rather than it being my awkward like, hey, I want to poach someone from your team. So that 20 seconds of insane courage has led to the last two years of you getting to disciple and develop other women in, on our team. So it's very cool. Great job. 
All right, so that's where we're going to stop this, the first of three episodes where we look back and see what our incredible, influential leaders that we've had on the podcast, what they have said to the question, what's the one thing that you would say to a young Christian leader? So definitely tune in for part two. We love you and hope you are having a great summer and maybe take a second and look back and see what God's done this past year. Use this podcast as an inspiration to look back and for good and for bad, observe what's been happening. Thank you for joining us today on the Thrive College Podcast. We hope that today's episode has empowered you to navigate the challenges and the opportunities of your future and your faith. If you really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciated what we had to offer, we would love for you to write a five-star written review and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.